Welcome to BIV Today, the daily business podcast from the newsroom of Business in Vancouver. I'm Kirk LaPointe, Editor-in-Chief. There's new findings today that are commissioned by TELUS from the International Data Corporation that examines the readiness of medium-sized businesses, those with 50 to 999 employees, is the way it's categorized, in technology, talent, skills, and security. And, and it finds generally there are some positive things, but not all as well. There are some significant gaps in need of infill. And we're going to look at the study now with a couple of its executives. Craig Thornton is the vice president at TELUS Business, and Pooja Sabrun is the senior director of National Business Solutions uh, and uh, Marketing and Marcom at TELUS. Good to have you both with us. It's great to be here, Kirk. And listen, uh, let, let's, um, uh, I always uh, say, you know, in, in journalism, uh, let, let's get the good stuff out of the way right away, and then we can focus the rest of the discussion on the things journalists like, like the, the bad things. Um, what did the... Uh, what did the study find that was reassuring, Pooja? Um, what we found in this study is all Canadian businesses are actually, uh, and you know, considering um, the journey that uh, they they are really factoring workplace transformation in 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 their businesses. But we we did find that um, they all had varied stages of of workplace transformation. Right? Mm-hmm. And uh, so this study divided uh, Canadian businesses into four, and in, in terms of where they are at in, in, in that uh, in their life cycle of, of transforming. Craig, is is it a a generally good picture that we get in terms of preparedness of of medium sized businesses in this country? Um, generally speaking, yes, but I, I think there's also a lot of opportunity. Um, you know, if I if I zoom out for just a moment. Um, you know, one of the things that's the most exciting about uh, the study we did um, that TELUS jointly did with our friends over at the IDC on, on workplace transformation is that we can now zoom into specific sectors to better understand where they are in their digital transformation and how can we uh, how we can continue to elevate the performance of Canadian businesses, you know, to leaders both locally and globally. Um, you know, I'd say when you when you dive into different sectors, uh, a few of the things that that uh, come out is a lot of them are uh, a good ways along on their journey, but but there are some key things that I would say jump out. Uh, number one is focus on security. Mm-hmm. Uh, number two is a um, uh, an ability to use technology to address a pending skills gap. And number three is just managing the multiple generations in the workforce today and the aging population. So yeah, yeah. how do you address that? The good yeah. news is that there's there's a lot of technology out there um, and, and partners out there that will help uh, businesses and industries uh, through that, that transition. So it's a matter of getting started. Good. So let, let's delve now into into these challenges. And, and Pooja, I want to start with you about the the talent challenge. What did the study find in the way of the talent challenge that we have in this country with medium-sized businesses? Well, there is a very critical um, um, challenge or um, the skill gap is is real. Uh, We found that almost 40% of respondents, um, I think it was around 44% within the study nationally, that are genuinely concerned about facing skill shortage in, in their workforce. And now within different industries, that varied. Um, so uh, companies across uh, Canada are really looking at ways to address 
um, the skill gap shortage. Um, some are looking at more short-term solutions, you know, such as hiring, training, and others are actually looking more extensively at building up their capabilities. So thinking through how do we improve technology, core business processes, and automation uh, in order to, to enable kind of closing that gap and, and, and really also enhance who um, they can attract into their workforce yeah. as well. Craig, is this a, is yeah, this a, 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 a recruitment just, issue or, or a retention issue more more than anything else? Well, I think it's I think it's both. Um, from what I can tell, if it, one one really interesting stat when you when you dive into the research is that if you look at construction and transportation, thirty seven percent of the respondents cited a skills gap. Yet. Hmm. When you actually look at their lobbying efforts, both of those industries are heavily lobbying at the provincial and the federal level to create pools of skilled trades um, uh, uh, workers and also drivers. Right. So I, I think to me that says that we actually have a much much bigger problem. Hmm. It, it demography is not necessarily on the side of this right now. You've got uh, an, an aging workforce and all that. What Pooja, what, what did business say about its contention with the aging workforce? How is it dealing with it? Um, I think there is, uh, the study didn't go through as much on the aging workforce. Um, there are a number of, um, of uh, initiatives um, we found, what we finding across the board. So if you look at um, in the Canadian workforce, right now we've got 50% that are already millennials, and in, by 2025, 75% will be millennials. So, what companies uh, are looking at, or especially the ones that are in the leading edge of transformation, is thinking through solutions, processes that can work across. Um, you know, that will meet the demand not just of the millennial, increasing millennial workforce but the different uh, generations within the workforce as well, because every generation has specific needs um, tied to what they require from, um, from a technology process, et cetera, at work. Craig, when you look at the seriousness of the skill shortage, our business is also saying that we're going to have to have um, a stronger degree of immigration. We're going to have to, we can't just train from in, inside on all this. We're going to have to really procure our talent uh, from outside of our borders. They didn't get into uh, immigration policies, but I think, you know, you would have to expect that that would be the case. Mm -hmm. um, you know, Canada is a very attractive um, country and we're seeing, uh, you know, very highly skilled immigration. Uh, I think what the, what the study absolutely said built on Pooja's point is that you have to cater you have to cater to all five generations in the workforce you look at the price of real estate in Vancouver Toronto Montreal is is starting to rise um, it's going to be increasingly difficult for uh, especially the younger generations to actually live in a city so what does that mean? It means that your workforce is going to start to become um, much more spread out ge geographically, making the um, IT, the technologies, the connectivity increasingly important. So I, I think that's actually one of the key ways 
that you can transform your workplace to accommodate the changing demographics as well as that uh, uh, skill gap. So, Pooja, does that mean that companies now are are perhaps going to increasingly look as as its workforce is spread out a bit at uh, at these connectivity issues um, for for say remote work at times uh, in a larger amount, and that and that they then have to have this very secure infrastructure to make sure that that their businesses are protected. Yes, absolutely. And in fact, through the study, what we found is the leaders of the pack really recognize the power of what we're calling flexible work, right? The ability to work anywhere, anytime. Mm-hmm. Um, this increasing, increasing push for work-life integration. Um, and to, to actually enable that, you need an increasing mix of collaboration tools, uh, cloud-based computing, um, network, like a secure, robust network on which you can actually uh, run uh, these collaboration and computing um, solutions, as well as that to point security, right, to, to be able to secure that remote workplace. So that is really uh, an increased area of focus. Um, and through the study, what we found is it was a very small, there's around 17% or so of um, Canadian businesses are are probably at that early maturity stage where they haven't really started that, but the vast majority have started to have started to think about that journey and where they need to go to actually drive um, the technology and process to enable that flexibility. Um, it's really key to driving highly skilled talent as well, right? And attracting top talent are expecting that in in, in the work. Yeah, Craig, the, the study did find that it's not there's not an overwhelming amount of uh, businesses that are looking at the moment at digital solutions to their to some of their technological challenges and all of this and and some of the workplace challenges. Where do you think the priorities then need to be um, for businesses here in 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 their next stages as they try to deal with uh, their own transformations? I think there's. Uh, I think it depends on the industry. Each one of them are in various stages of their life cycle. So if you were to look at professional services, they're further along in security um, uh, than than construction and transportation, which you would sort of expect to be the the case. That you know, if you're if you're a professional services firm, let's say you're an accountant um, or a management consultant or a realtor, and imagine. If you had a data breach of the financial data you have, the strategy data you have, if you're a realtor, um, holding up transactions would be a disaster. Mm-hmm. And and actually, if you if you look at the stats on security, um, 42% of Canadian, Canadian organizations have reported being breached more than once. You wow. know, and that's a 2019 stat. Yeah. Right? And they're also very expensive breaches. They're anywhere that the direct and indirect on that one is uh, uh, the direct and indirect expense is about three to six million dollars, right? So they're very expensive and they're hard to detect. It takes, um, you know, usually it takes a hacker three days to to, to get admin access. Yet it takes uh, almost a hundred days to find it. Right. Uh, so, so it's it's becoming a bigger issue, and you're and you're seeing actually um, corporate security. Uh, it's no longer just private matter. The government's getting involved as well uh, with the uh, 
uh, PIPEDA uh, privacy breach rules. Yeah. So it's becoming a big issue, and I would say that construction and transportation are certainly lagging in that in that regard. Um, I would say across the board, so I'd say security is number one. Number two would be IoT. So um, the ability to leverage Internet of Things for both, uh, for largely physical tracking. Uh, you know, there's, um, there's asset security. If you're a professional services firm, as an example, there's smart buildings, which I would say would, would cross all industries. Um, if you look at construction and transportation, telemetry is really important. But think about um, the capital benefits of predictive maintenance. Um, think about the supply chain benefits of knowing, uh, of being able to track all of your assets and all your raw materials as they come in and the efficiency that that drives. So, you know, starting to address the skill, the, the skill gap um, challenges, the productivity challenges and things like that. So. To me, um, security and IoT really, really jumped out. I would say on the collaboration solutions, um, overall Canadian businesses are a bit further along, yet there are still a number of, of laggards in that respect. And, and I think you absolutely need to be, it, that, that's becoming table stakes. Yeah. I, just yeah. to put it bluntly, yeah. um, we've got to get up serve there. Yeah. Pooja, uh, these these uh, businesses that have been surveyed in this instance, of course, were once uh, very small businesses, and they've, uh, in a lot of ways, they're maturing along, they're growing, uh, and they have to tackle some issues that maybe weren't there in the early going as they become mature companies or if they, they take on scale and all of that. Uh, what does that, do you think, impose upon them in the way of adjusting their priorities, and how does this how does this study reflect their own, in a way, their own uh, issues of contending with these? So the study um, actually has uh, provided a set of recommendations um, to each of the businesses in terms of depending on where they are uh, relative to their peers. And we have it both at sort of the industry level and the more the, the average business. There are a set of uh, recommendations on terms of what they should um, uh, be considering. Um, and there's a combination, because um, it's not just technology, it's not just people, it's process, it's bringing those three areas together, mm-hmm. uh, be able to prioritize the areas of focus and then build that through, because um, it is key, um, what we found, and we, we at Telus have been on this journey for over 10 years as we have um, worked on our own flexible work style, um, a program that it bring if you just implement the technology without having driving a cultural change, it doesn't work. It's all bringing all those learnings. So all the, what the study has really found is the customers that are or businesses that are successful are looking at all these three together to to actually drive that change. Yeah, I, I, and and I want to ask both of you in in conclusion. I mean. Uh, um, a lot of these are are kind of big business issues, uh, and and of course you know it's not that they're they're not there when they're startups or, or new companies, but are, are there are the solutions reachable and uh, at the scale that these companies are at? You know, are they are they or you know, are they mismatched a bit in terms of the size of the company and the size of the challenge? And Craig, do you want to start with that? Yeah, sure. It's a good question. 
I would actually contend that they're not just big business issues. I would suggest that they're issues that all Canadian businesses face uh, to varying degrees. Uh, you know, you look at if you're a small business, you might be more capex constrained, meaning that cloud-based solutions are uh, you know an obvious way to go as you as you scale. So, you know, it's if you're if you're growing your workforce at 50% a year, um, how, how do you size your your voice and data infrastructure? How do you size um, your uh, critical applications and, and things of that nature. So cloud-based solutions allow you to scale in that in that regard. Um, I would say that the skills shortage, the security challenges, and all of that um, are equally as important if you're a small business um, as a big business. You know, if you're a mid-sized business and you're and you get a critical security breach, even though hey, you may not be as attractive. As some of the large enterprises out there, you know, as a as a target, a security breach could put you out of business. Yes. Whereas um, a larger enterprise might be able to weather that that storm. So, you know, I would say, um, you know, the the uh, this study that we're looking at here was actually uh, for businesses between fifty and a thousand employees, so squarely within that that mid market space. And I would say that the solutions that are out there today are very, very applicable to this segment. Yeah, applicable, Pooja, and uh, and and within economic reach that they 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 aren't um, creating kind of a, a a company with a lot of overhead that that uh, becomes very hard to um, to justify. Yeah, there's a there's a mix of solutions, right? So to build on on Craig's point, uh, a number of these cloud-based solutions you can really buy per user, mm-hmm. and there's uh, you know there are there are solutions that are more geared towards smaller businesses than others that are more enterprise scale. So um, I think there for for businesses whether it's fifty to a thousand, it's about making the right choices and selecting solutions that are appropriate for their business size, uh, looking at and then and business needs, right? Um, the topography of the business, is it one, you know, that one, do they have all their employees in one location, do they have small offices scattered across? Um, and and I think with uh, the new mix of cloud-based solutions, whether it's for UC or IoT security, there is definitely, um, you know, I think each each business can find the right um, solution. Well, it's a very interesting study. I think it it provides a lot of insight into the state of our of our uh, mid sized businesses in this country. But uh, and I and I hope there'll be you know more of them to come because I think that this is a, a pretty critical factor in terms of our overall national competitiveness. I want to thank you both for your time today and and helping to explain it. Well, Kirk, thank you very much for having us on the show. Um, we are super excited about the study that we've embarked upon here with uh, our friends at, at uh, IDC. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're actually very happy to share some of the learnings that, that uh, we've taken uh, mm-hmm. here at TELUS as we've gone through our flexible work styles journey. So um, thank you very much and uh, happy to have joined. Yep. Craig Thonton is Vice President at TELUS Business, and Pooja Sabrun is the Senior Director of National Business Solutions and Marketing and Marcom at TELUS. Thanks, both of you, for your time today. You've been listening to BIV Today. I'm Kirk LaPointe. Thanks a lot for listening. We'll see you next time. 